Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Uh, I'm doing good, man. I'm waiting for the sun to come back out. We got a little bit of a peak of it here recently, but uh, yeah, it's been a little gloomy, but hey, not, not so bad. We got a big day of football tomorrow, so that's pretty exciting, and obviously a lot going on in Falcons world. I was just about to say, I guess things have been a little too rainy for uh, any sort of golf game as of late, I would, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, Joe, uh, when it comes to what went down on Thursday, the Falcons Kind of, I, I'll, I'll say it. they surprised, uh, at least they surprised me. I think they surprised us, uh, just a fan base in general, with the hiring of Raheem Morris. Now, we've had a couple of days to kind of process this, uh, come to terms with it maybe for some people, although I have been in the camp that I, I enjoy, uh, I like the hire. Um, but just, Joe, from your perspective, how do you think we ultimately got to this point of Arthur Blank, deciding that he wants to go with Raheem Morris, a guy who was in the building uh, as an interim as, you know, as recent as 2020, but ultimately go with Raheem Morris uh, this time around as, as head coach. Yeah, I think, I think this Falcons front office and, you know, leadership kind of wing kind of went through a journey, like really since they decided to make the move with Arthur Smith and probably even honestly before that, probably a lot of this started, you know, in the in the, those final weeks of the season where it was becoming more apparent in the direction that they were going to go. And I think what happened was I think Arthur Blank really wanted Belichick. Like he, like that was his guy. Um, that's who I think he was probably thinking about during some of those final weeks of the season, being frustrated, watching how the Falcons were playing under Arthur Smith. And the offseason started with that intention. I, you know, they interviewed him first. The reporting was heavy. And I think that there was enough reporting out there in the, in the mainstream media where you, you thought that there was interest in both, from both sides. And I think what ended up happening, Caleb, is that, you know, I think Arthur Blank was um, – I think he was some, I don't want to say he was like talked into doing something different, but I think he was convinced by the people he has around him working for the Falcons. That includes Rich McKay. That includes Terry Fontenot. That includes, you know, Greg Beatles. That includes all the people associated with Arthur with A and BSC. I think that they all you know were able to put their emotions aside from the way the season had gone for whatever anybody's impulses were and decided to go with, I think what they think is the best outlook for this franchise for the long term. I think that if you were to go to a Bill Belichick, that is a clear win now move. And I think what they ultimately decided to do was take a longer term view, go with a younger coach and um, you know, a guy who is, you know, very held in very high esteem 
from around the league. It's kind of funny because I think a lot of um, I think a lot of fans and media are a little bit upset at the hire, just in the fact that it's not a bigger name that drives <laughs> yeah. a lot of interest and and that kind of intrigue. But I really do think that when you look around the league, you look at what guys like Kyle Shanahan came out and said about him. I think that was today. Um, it just it's the most glowing praise you can possibly imagine. And so I think in that respect, it it seems to be good signs. And um, they're already starting to get busy. I don't know if you guys saw, but they just hired their uh, their yeah. OC or mm-hmm. had reportedly come to an agreement with uh, with their OC. See, so, so it's exciting to see how this staff gets built because that's going to be really important for his success. Yeah, and Joe, uh, first of all, hi, Joe. So nice to hi, talk Mike. to you. My <laughs> night is much better now, now that I'm talking to Smoking Joe Patrick. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, like we were just saying, you know, uh, there's a lot of moves happening uh, real quick and, you know, with Morris here and now Zach. Um, but it has been a little bit since we've seen Morris. You know, he's got a few more years under his belt as a defensive coordinator do you think you know how has he evolved in these positions uh from that 2020 interim uh spot do you think you know this is uh, a good step for him how do you think he's going to come in after this time has passed yeah you know um one of arthur blank's like closest confidants brett jukes who was high, you know highly informed and in, you know in the room basically for a lot of these interviews i'm sure um, you know, put out something on Twitter on Friday, just saying how blown away they were by Raheem Morris, and and it was evident to them how much he had grown through his experience with the Rams between when they saw him, they were last with him with the Falcons to the point where they're at now. And I think part of that is probably some messaging. I think a lot of fans are like, okay, like what what the heck are we what what the heck were we doing in 2020 if we let this guy go who we're now signing now. And so I think some of that's probably a little bit of messaging, but I think if you look at his career, I mean, I, I think that you, you can only be like formed by some of the experiences Raheem Morris went through when he was in LA, first of all, taking over that defense and immediately winning a Super Bowl. I mean, that is, that is something that, you know, that's an experience that will really kind of help um, I'm sure shape Raheem Morris's mind on what, you know, what a championship defense actually looks like um, and consists of. And, you know, so that was a special Rams team though. They really kind of pushed their chips into the table to bring a lot of players in some of them on defense to win that Super Bowl. They got that accomplished. And then on the other end of the spectrum, what you've really seen these last two years, and I think it really came to fruition this past season or, or kind of like it, it was more illustrative this past season for the Rams was the way that Raheem Morris was able to work with, really nothing on that Rams defense. The only player that I think anybody, I bet you guys cannot name one player on the Rams defense outside of Aaron Donald. And because <laughs> a lot of the, every, guy, every single one of those guys was no namers and they were still a very formidable defense. Then they got to the postseason. So I think he's been through a lot and had a lot of experiences and just a lot of growth. And I think that, you know, everybody seems to think that he's ready for this challenge. Uh, talking with Joe Patrick on the waitford.com hotline, Joe, why I'm I'm curious about this element of things. So when we had that end of year press conference, there's a couple of things that have kind of come out that have been interesting. The one that I want to mm-hmm. focus on initially is the fact that they were like, we're not in a rush. We're going to take our time. Um, we're going to interview. We're, we're going to exhaust all of our options. Why do you think that the Falcons ultimately go with Raheem Morris? And still waiting, uh, and instead of waiting until after championship weekend, because there's a, there's some big names uh, on those squads. You know, you think of the Ben Johnsons, the Aaron Glenn, Mike McDonald, Anthony Weaver. All of those names are still, you know, guys that are are coaching right now that they didn't wait to have in person interviews. Why do you think they ultimately 
uh, sped this up just a little bit and, and and go with Raheem? Yeah, I think a couple reasons. One of them is the longer you wait, the longer like things get a little bit kind of hectic when it comes to actually having to make a decision. And like if you are waiting for a team, like you know if it's it's if it's Mike McDonald or Anthony Weaver, this team could be waiting till after the Super Bowl, you know. And obviously they would have, be able to have some interviews in the meantime, but they couldn't make the appointment till then. Um, that you've got the Senior Bowl coming up, you know, you've got a lot of things kind of on the docket on the schedule that you have to attend to. So I think that. that that's one of the reasons. I think also if you look at some of the coordinators that were left, I think Ben Johnson's obviously the one that every fan would have wanted the yeah. team to talk to. But sure. I think the I think the fact that they didn't do that is a signal that they thought that Ben Johnson was pretty much a lock to go to Washington, where he's been heavily reported. And we've also seen some reports that it's going to cost some extravagant amount of money to pay him, and maybe Washington has already come to that agreement. Um, so I think that that's probably one of the reasons. And then you know you just kind of look at. You know, the coaches that they did interview, a lot of them were kind of offensive-minded coaches, whether that was Jim Harbaugh, whether that was Bobby Slowick. Um, and I think that, you know, as far as the defensive-minded coaches go, they were probably, you know, basically set on Raheem and, that, and thought, listen, if we are going to go with a defensive kind of minded head coach um, or even a CEO-style head coach, I don't think there's another one on our schedule that we would take over Morris. And so uh, I think it's just like a couple of factors, you know, if, if they had the opportunity to get Mike McDonald in for an in-person interview earlier, they would certainly take up that opportunity. But just with the way that things were unfolding, I think that's probably the way it worked out. And I think the most surprising thing, Caleb, to your point, is like, is, is the fact that they even went with a, a defensive minded head coach mm -hmm. over a guy like Bobby Slowick, someone who could nurture potentially a young quarterback because you have to figure that if this Falcons team is going to have success next year under whatever coach it is, they're going to have to get the play right at quarterback. And so that had to have been a top priority for them. But again, maybe it's uh, they, they like the idea of Zach Robinson coming in uh, here from who's been working with the Rams under Sean McVay for the last several years. Joe, so um, not only has there been, you know, a lot of these changes coming in with Morris, but there's also been, a lot of office stuff, you know, some higher up things that have been going mm -hmm. on. Um, do you have any thoughts in particular uh, about the press release uh, that acknowledges a change in the reporting uh, from what we heard uh, after Arthur Smith was fired? You know, like what could have happened between Arthur Blank and Rich McKay now that, you know, he's moved out of football ops and Terry Fontenot and uh, Morris are just reporting yeah. directly to Blank. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is we could go on for this on this topic for 30 minutes or more. It's such <laughs> yeah. a kind of interesting thing. It's so juicy, too. I think from like a just like a, you know, an interest perspective and, you know, the, just the palace intrigue of what's going on in kind of these upper echelons of the organization. Listen, I think that um, I, I think that they still Arthur Blank still has a, extreme affinity for Rich McKay, one of his best friends just in life. Um, the guy has helped him through so many years. But ultimately, what happened, especially in the wake of that press conference after they fired Arthur Smith, was Rich McKay himself became a major talking point about this Falcons organization. And I think that a lot of the reason that the team w made this move was because they recognized that and knew that that looming presence would be hovering over this organization, both Terry Fontenot and the new head coach, whoever it was going to be. 
And that just makes for a, a situation that you do not want. Um, and, and I think that Arthur Blank recognized that the only way that he was going to be able to, you know, kind of put out that, that fire was to take the, take the responsibility for himself. And I don't think that this is a long-term solution for this organization. I do think that in the, they will probably spend this year looking for somebody to oversee the football operations. Um, it's kind of a broad network, the way that they've got it where there's actually there's a president of the organization, obviously the general manager handles personnel. And so they're going to have a lot of organizational building to do. And that's something that just happens when you have the upheaval of having to fire a coach and kind of the, the fallout that comes from that. So, um, you know, I, I think that it's something that they probably were not like considering doing. It probably wasn't on the top of their list, honestly, when they were getting toward the end of the season and were figuring they were going to have to make a coaching change. But I think just the way that it exploded in the media and, and, and the interest around, uh, you know, Rich McKay himself was ultimately the reason why he is kind of forced out of the position. But I don't think he'll be kind of uh, – in all reality, guys, I don't think that a lot of his day-to-day – is going to change. I don't think he was necessarily as meddling as a lot of the kind of narrative that spun up made it seem. Not the uh, not the evil genius that maybe people wanted to uh, <laughs> yeah. apparently place on him as of late. That is Joe Patrick, our 99 of the Game Falcons reporter. You can give Joe a follow on Twitter at JAPatrick200. He's also the co-host of the Five Stripe Final podcast, who, oh. which, which has an incredible logo, by the way. I... I have Thank to you. I have to point that out. Incredible logo. I saw someone with a sticker the other day of it. So if you have more of those, I definitely nice. want one. Um, but yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Joe does a great job with Atlanta United stuff as well as we're going to get into some of that with uh, Jason Longshore in our next hour. Joe, we've run out of time though. Appreciate you coming on though. All right, thanks guys. Appreciate it. All right, when we get back, going to go from uh, getting Joe's thoughts to getting former general manager of the Falcons' thoughts. Thomas Dimitrov was on the Steakhouse earlier this week and want to break down some of the things he had to say about Raheem Morris. This is the Dopey Millennial Show with Sports Radio 929 The Game and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.